getting back to reality, embracing life beyond parenthood. Welcome to another episode of Married to India. I'm your host, Amy, and today we're going to take a deep dive into a topic that many of us can relate to. Regardless of our cultural backgrounds, it's about the journey of rediscovering ourselves and reconnecting with old friends, making new ones, and embracing a new season of life that doesn't solely revolve around our children. Hey there, everybody. You've probably been wondering, where the hell is Amy? Well, I'm here. I've been struggling. And to be honest, the holidays were extremely difficult between Thanksgiving and Christmas. As you all know, I've been fighting myself a lot with the fact that my family is not what I had believed I was raising. And, um, you know, some people could listen to that and be like, what the hell is she talking about? And the truth of the matter is, is that life can be complicated. And, you know, I've been um, honest with a couple of people with regards to my struggles. Um, I try not to burden everybody else with that. You know, it's like my mom is much older and I hate to share a lot of the sorrows with her because she should be living her life happy. She should be able to love and enjoy everything her grandkids are doing. And I feel like sometimes that is heavy, you know, you, you, it's just heavy. And I think that being married into the Indian culture, my experience has been one of a different one because, and again, I'm not going to speak on behalf of all Americans. I can only speak on behalf of the American that I am, how I was raised, how I grew up, my surroundings. I often joke that I know all Americans did not live the way I lived. But the fact is, is that the area in which I lived, the friends in which I had, that was my personal experience as what it means to be an American in America. You might talk to somebody else who lives, you know, in a high rise in New York City and what their life, it's going to be completely different. But, you know, when I had met my husband, I didn't really dream big before that. And him and I met, he came here. He didn't have a lot when he came here, but he had a big dream, you know, as far as what opportunities he could have here that he wouldn't be able to have in India. And he was really thinking that eventually he would go back. He had no idea he was going to stay here, get married, let alone we would raise our kids here, that type of thing. We were the type of parents that we thought about this a little in advance as far as like we talked about moving to India, raising our kids there. Like there were just so many more complications in our being able to do that than the average couple who just met, fell in love, and decided what they were going to do. But I really bought into the fact that my in-laws had raised these two amazing boys. You know, they love each other. Uh, they they built this incredible family that without even telling each other they love each other, you just knew they'd do anything for each other. And for me, I know that a lot of people say that, oh man, I'd die for you. But I'll say it again. Like, my first time actually experiencing that was the Indian culture. And so I bought into this whole idea that we were going to provide opportunities for our kids that I had never had. You know, we never had the college talk at home. That wasn't an opportunity that I had. My parents could never afford that. We didn't even talk about it. Um, and my idea of going to college was enlisting in the military, and that was how I was going to go there. So when we raised our kids, I really raised my kids thinking, if I just am there, if I just put in the effort, if I just, I'm present, you know, we're present as parents, and we just did things a little different than maybe his parents and my parents, and we just sucked the best out of both worlds, that we 
why wouldn't we succeed? And then all of a sudden, life comes and our kids become adults. And each one is so super different. I mean, they're raised by the same parents, but they're so super different. Expectations for each one, super different. Um, I think the only thing that was in line is we wanted each one to go to college, do something that was going to provide a living that they could support a family, whether male or female. We wanted them to be able to provide support so that they could live their own lives the way they wanted to. That was all we wanted. You know, I didn't have any like fairy tale ideas about a white picket fence or any of that fluff that people talk about. But we wanted to own our own house, no matter how big or small. You know, we started our own business, which was totally out of left field because that was never in the plan. But we did. And we just, that was the new living the American dream, even for this American. So when life moved forward and our kids became adults, and we started realizing that we could want everything in the world for them, but if they don't want it for themselves, we're going to get nowhere. And we have five kids. You know, everyone knows my kids range from 27 to seven. My oldest is from a first marriage of two weeks. And my second, third, fourth, and fifth are all with my current husband. So we definitely raised our family, all five of them, you know, together, brother and sister, there was never any of the step parenting that was going on. It was very much less, you know, if anything, when that did happen, it was more, it was taking place and it was sporadically, there was no consistency to it. So we just kind of went on our lives, raising our family as a family. And, you know, when you look back at all that stuff, I mean, you literally see a vision of this is us through all of our images. So it's been a really difficult thing for me to just bring myself back in and realize that this is the first holiday that I, we didn't have our little girl with us. And um, coming to the realization that that was her choice, that hit home for me because I'm going to admit, I kind of sat there on Thanksgiving thinking she would never do this to me. And I sat there on Christmas and I felt the same way. But Christmas was a little different because my mentality was, I'm not going to let my Christmas be ruined for something that I have no control over. And we had genuinely one of the best Christmases as a family um, that we've had in a long time. I think it just was that much more precious because we don't know what we're going to have at the end of the day because that's not for us to know. Um, so it was hard. So I really just stepped away from this podcasting for the last couple of months because I went through feelings of anger and sadness and thoughts of like, what am I going to do? And um, it was in January, you know, we all go through that thing about our health and fitness and stuff like that. And I just, in a moment, I said to myself, I cannot let my kids suck my joy. I cannot let their decisions, their choices ruin who I am because I'm overly bubbly and I do go out and I have friends and I have a life and I have a business and I have these amazing clients that thank God I have these clients because they just rein it back in for me. You know, they make me feel loved. They make me feel wanted. And for some reason, I just feel I was dropped into the wedding industry because I I bring that all right back to them and I give it back 150%. And until I don't feel that anymore, we are going to keep doing weddings and loving weddings. And it's going to be a part of our lives for, I don't, 
indefinitely until otherwise somebody's like, y'all should give that gig up. Um, so if I haven't said it to them, I love you guys and thank you for loving and supporting me. I know a lot of you girls listen. I catch you at events and you're like, Amy, we're here for you. We're listening to you. We don't miss an episode. And and thank you guys for that. And so I just wanted to let you guys know I'm not gone. I'm here. I'm back. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today. While everybody else is going to the gym and getting fit and eating healthy, I'm a little on that kick too. And I'm trying to do a little bit for myself. But my whole feeling of this year is going to be to focus on not only what we do best in our wedding business, but I'm also going to focus on finding my friendships that I gave up or not even that I gave up that I lost touch with over the years and I'm going to work at you know building those back up because that was a big part of who I was before I had these kids because life is going to happen after you have kids after they're grown and after they leave sadly enough and I'll touch down another episode about this I really sunk everything I had in my kids. You know, I, I had this business going and outside of the business and my kids really didn't have time for anything else. And I say that so wholeheartedly, but I really felt in my heart I didn't. And it wasn't that I didn't. It was just that my kids were so much of a priority. And why would I take time away from them to do something I wanted to do? Because in my mind, that was so selfish at that time. Well, for you guys out there who are starting on your journey, having kids or, you know, your relationship, I'm going to tell you now, put yourselves and your friends first. You know, I'm not saying ignore or neglect your kids, but you need to really make it a priority to uh, really maintain your relationships because those kids, they're going to grow up and they're going to move out and they're going to do their own thing. And you're going to be sitting here telling yourself the same thing I tell myself. I never, ever prepared to lose my kids. And some people are like, oh my gosh, I mean, that's so dramatic. No, it's true. Like they have their own friends and they go do their own thing and you kind of lose them for a little bit. And you hope that once they start getting into establishing families, you, you kind of get them back. And I, I did feel that a little bit, but you know, things change in life and life moves on. And that is what we are doing. We are going to start focusing a little more on things that we love, the life that we love, and we're going to live it to its fullest. And so this past weekend, I went and I spent time with a girlfriend that I haven't seen in like 26 years. Um, I was like best friends with her in high school. And we stayed in touch when we had our first kids. And then, you know, for reasons of whatever, we just stopped communicating with each other. And one thing that I'll give Facebook a kudos to, even though Facebook is not my friend, I do not uh, feel like it does anybody any favors. But because of Facebook, we kind of reconnected. We've been following each other for a while now again. And we, I'm just never going to let that happen like ever again. I'm going to keep my friends close. And they're the ones that we're all going through similar things. We're all going through the same crap. And we need to be there for each other because, you know, we love our family and they're there. But sometimes it's just families don't care and they will just hit you hard and with no regrets and no empathy. And sometimes that could just be heavier. So I'm looking forward to building my old relationships, really nurturing my new and just experiencing life outside of like our kids are going to make choices they're not mature enough or old enough to realize that those choices will follow them for the rest of their lives 
And it's tough because I don't think that they realize the amount of hurt they are causing. And I don't think even myself at that age, I realized it, but I live with that every single day, the guilt, the heaviness. Um, And so we're just going to have to put that in the back of our minds and kind of push ourselves forward. And that's what I really want to do today when I talk a little bit about my own parts of embracing life beyond parenthood, because there is one. And for me, life as the wife of a man raised in a different culture has been a unique and enriching experience. I can't deny that. But it's brought us together And it's also presented its own set of challenges. So today I want to share a little bit of my personal journey of getting back to reality, navigating the complexities of this cross-cultural marriage, and finding my own path beyond this motherhood, which is going to be a process. And I hope you guys will follow me along the way. But the first journey I feel like is introspection, taking the time to reflect on who we are, what we want, and where we're headed in life now. When we built this house, I had this big dream Serena's parents would live with us. Eventually, you know, my mom might have to move in with us. And then our kids are in different stages and ages of their lives. So we built this house to give them a little bit of privacy and allow them to be with their friends, but also give us the privacy and the understanding that we still have one that we're raising um, who's going to school and he needs quiet. So taking a little bit of that to say, you know, seasons change, our lives change, our dreams change, you know, they evolve and sometimes get put into perspective in a way we weren't anticipating. So with that, I think that rekindling old friendships can be so heartwarming and yet challenging because you you don't know these people and it's like you're putting your feelers out there and you're trying to make sure that you don't offend anybody but at the same time you you just want to make sure that it's going to be a relationship that you both are going to be able to benefit from because there's no fun in someone just being me 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 i i i this is like you need to you need to remember that you need to be heard as well as the other person needs to be heard. And so you got to get back to the basics. And when you haven't been doing that for a long time outside of like, oh, I've got a kid, you've got a kid, we're friends. Like, it's it's tough. So I am working very hard on that. And um, again, like I said, past and present friends as I'm learning a lot of lessons along the way. I'm building these new relationships, but I want to really find my old friendships. And in adulthood, that can seem daunting, but I'm thinking it's essential for all of our personal growth. And I'm going to share a little bit of my experience in making these new connections and stepping out of my comfort zone. And, you know, the joy that I'm finding in forging new bonds, because instead of whining and weeping about my own sorrows and poor me, I just need to go and live again. And outside of weddings and, you know, our kids, we need to figure out what's next for us. And I think that we are both, as a husband and wife, really working hard to doing that. This new season of life for us brings with it opportunities for personal and professional growth. And I'm going to admit, it's scary when you do new things because you get so much in like your comfort zone that you're like, I'm good here. I'm good here. I don't need to change anything. But I think any strong business definitely can bring new game. And I think that with that, if you have new friendships and you're talking and you're 
getting involved in things outside of that industry, it allows you to constantly understand a different perspective that maybe you weren't seeing because your box was just closed for such a long time. Open it up and just start taking more stuff in. Because while it's not all smooth sailing, I'm I'm going to be candid about the challenges that I'm facing along this journey. And some people might be comfortable with it. Some might not. I just ask you guys to just stay with me on it. Skip that episode if it's not something you want to hear. Sometimes people need different people in their lives at different time in their lives to hear what they need to hear when they need to hear it. And this just might not be something you need to hear. Maybe you got little ones and you're like, yeah, that's not for me. Or you might be like, no, I want to learn from those who've come before me because if I can avoid hurt, pain, suffering, trouble, and just be on guard for that later, I'm going to be better for it. So here I am, guys, I'm back. We're going to be covering a lot of different stuff. Some of it's going to be a little bit controversial and maybe stir the pot for some people, but I'm going all in. Srinu has agreed. He is going to start joining me on some of these podcasts. So I'm excited for you guys to get to hear Srinu, learn a little bit more about him and his perspective on things because that is probably going to be one of my real big challenges moving into where we go next. Even even with our daughter right now, we both are on the same page, but because I was raised here and he was raised there and he doesn't have as much experience and neither of us are ever going to wrap our heads around like why this is taking place and why we are being put through this, but we're standing our ground on why we feel the way we do. It's unreasonable to even think or ask or want us to accept anything that's going on. And we've decided that as a couple, as parents, as people that love our kids, we are done allowing ourselves to be trampled on. You know, we have morals, values. These are the same kids who were born, raised, and grew up with us. They know right from wrong. They know the difference between having morals and values and understanding they need to stay within that moral compass, period. And we're not going to we're not going to stray. You know, we've lived a lot of years. We have a lot of understanding. We're very understanding on a lot of things, but there are just certain things that we're not going to be pushed beyond. We are going to continue to expect to be respected. We've, we've done a lot for our kids. We've loved our kids. We've nurtured our kids. We've provided for our kids. You know, I think part of it is they haven't gone out and seen enough life to realize like how lucky they are. Because they are extremely lucky. We have provided for our kids way more than we were ever provided in our lives because our parents just couldn't afford it. Sometimes I often laugh and I'm like, we should have raised our kids poor. That's my recommendation. You know, of course, without harm, people should just raise their kid poor. I don't care how much money you have. That is going to be the difference between your kid understanding empathy, compassion, you know, what it is to have money that doesn't belong to you, but that is helping you have a better life. That's what I think a lot of us are really missing out on as we have these careers and these businesses and we gain success. Our kids are now becoming a little bit more entitled because they think what's ours is theirs. And creating that separation and letting them know that, no, 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 that's not true. This is going to help you get to where you go. It's going to get you there faster because you don't have to go through all these struggles because mom and dad went through it but in no way means or entitlement whatsoever is going to make this yours. You've got to earn it. 
And that's that's really my takeaway from this. So guys, as we move forward into this, I want you guys to remember that in the end, it's all about finding hope and excitement in this new chapter of all of our lives. I'll share a little bit more in my discovery with this renewed sense of purpose and what's been keeping me motivated before I say goodbye on this episode. But one thing that I've realized is that as adults, none of the decisions that my kids make are in any way a reflection of who I am or how they were raised. It's a decision that they're deciding to make now that they've gained this independence of being an adult, especially in America. We put way too much emphasis on the fact that they're adults and they tend to become adults and want to spread their wings a little too far, too fast, and too wide. So my feel on this is, Amy, you are not responsible for their actions. They need to be responsible and accountable for their actions. And that's really helped me take a deeper breath and remind myself that I'll always love my kids. Oh, nobody could ever make me not love my kids. But I also got to realize that I got to love myself in this process and that me and my husband matter and that it's going to be up to them to show us that in return. We can't make them. And that allows me to find my peace. The hope in this is, as those who have done this before me tell me all the time, Amy, your kids, they kind of have to exert some independence and then they'll self-check and they'll come back. They know right from wrong. It's like in their inner being and they feel it. Every day, every morning they wake up, they may not tell you or show you or prove that, but they feel it. Like, if you've done your job as a parent, it's in the pit of their stomach and they aren't going to sleep well. They aren't going to feel well. They're always, there's always going to be this subconscious mind that tells them, you know what you're doing is wrong or right or just or unjust. And they'll keep feeling it. And eventually that feeling will remind them of all the good. And they'll come back. And I'm banking on that. I'm banking on the wisdom of those who have come before me. And the excitement that I find in this is that I'm not alone. And I appreciate the emails and the messages that I am not alone. And other people are going through similar things, alarmingly so, that they're just not talking about it. They're just more private. And I get that. You know, Srinu and I talked a lot about, like, if this was something we were even going to talk about. But I'm not the type of person to just sit in a room all day, all by myself, and not talk to anybody. Like, it's part of how I am dealing with this. And if you don't like it, like I said, feel free to skip over this one because it's not easy. This is tough. But I am super excited to build these relationships, these friendships. I spent like six hours with my girl Jess this past Sunday, and I left as if I was a teenager again. I left as if like I had no worries and that I was the most normal person again. Like I, I'm sure my husband felt like telling me to shut up. He was so tired of me talking about my girlfriend, but I, it, it reminded me that I had a life before my kids and I still have a life and that I'm still loved and uh, we're going to nurture that and we're going to feel renewed. And that is going to remind me of 
what my purpose is, and it is going to keep me motivated. Whether you're in a cross-cultural marriage or simply seeking inspiration for your own journey, I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you guys have any questions or you'd like to share your own experiences, please, as I always say, never hesitate to reach out. You can connect with me on social media, you know, Married to India on Instagram, as well as MarriedToIndia.com. And remember, life is such a beautiful journey and every chapter, no matter how challenging, it's got something special to offer because in the darkness of all of that, there's just this beam of light that if you look hard enough for it, you'll find it and you'll just be like, that's, that's where I'm going. And chase that, you know, move out of that darkness and just chase the hell out of it. Because I promise you, you will find light at the end of the tunnel. It might not be the picture you had hoped for when you got there, but I promise you it's much brighter than just staying on the dark side. So until next time, guys, I'll catch you on the next episode.